and welcome to Victims of Fashion, a snag podcast where we celebrate positivity and inclusivity, all while giving the fashion industry the middle finger. My name is Polly Jean Harrison, I'm on the content team here at Snag, and today I am joined by the absolutely wonderful Jess. Jess, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, thank you very much for having me. I'm thrilled to have you here, and I'm so excited for the conversation uh, that we're going to be having today. But first off, why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction as to you know who you are? Absolutely. Um, I am Jess, as Polly just said. I am a body acceptance advocate living in London, um, and you'll mostly see me playing with my dog or posing in my underwear, trying to get people to love their bodies. Which is amazing. And you do have a very cute dog, so it's always uh, very nice <laughs> to see. And of course, you've been a model for us um, at Snag quite a few times now, haven't you? I have. It's been very, very great. You were actually one of my first modelling experiences. So thank you very much for that. Oh, so, so, see, so many people always say that. And I, I always really enjoy hearing that. And it's so because people are always so good at it. And they and then at the end of a photo shoot they'll be like oh yeah that was my very first time and I'm like how how are you how is that your first time you'd never have known <laughs> it's the power of snag it just gives you confidence you um, have a Instagram where you sort of talk about your body positivity uh, body acceptance and all your advocacy when did that start for you when did you sort of start venturing into that space oh gosh it's been gosh it's been nearly seven years now that I've been doing it which is absolutely wild to think about um it started when I first began going to university so way back in 2016 and I wasn't I've never been like a person who's very out there very confident you know I deal with anxiety agoraphobia a lot um and I remember going to pick up my like freshers wristband and I was wearing a little bomber jacket because that was in style back then and a crop top. And the girl giving me the wristband was like, oh, my gosh, you're so confident. You're so brave for wearing that. And I remember being like, oh, am I? You know, I just feel like this is like a nice top. And I, I felt happy in it. And when I got home that day, I suddenly was overthinking everything that I was wearing. And I was like, why am I brave for wearing a crop top? Should I not be wearing a crop top? And I kind of fell into that hole of you know, dangerously overthinking about who I am and what I look like. Um, so I sat on my bed and I took a picture of myself and posted it on Instagram. And it was the first picture I'd ever taken that I didn't edit and make my waist smaller or make my thighs look a little longer or all of that jazz. And it kind of just started from there, which I think is quite a nice place to start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it can be it can be quite jarring to receive comments like that, can't it? Because I'm sure she was giving you a compliment in in her head um but actually it, it can be really it can be quite a, a horrible experience to suddenly start overthinking everything you're doing and and just something as, as simple as as an outfit you know yeah absolutely I mean she she definitely did mean it as a compliment she was so lovely I can still remember her but I think that these comments they come to people like people with bigger bodies you never quite compliment them you're always quite backhanded isn't it you know you're so brave I could never wear that oh I could never do what you do um which can be quite annoying but you know you know they mean it well but it's just a lifetime of like media and magazines and social media bringing in that negativity that bigger bodies aren't as good as straight sizes Absolutely. And I guess it, it I think it does come down to the other person's mindset as well. I think they're saying, 
I could never wear that because I've been told that I can't, you know, that they've seen the the mm. pictures in the magazines, the people on TV, uh, and they're sort of projecting their almost their own insecurities on you in a, in, in a kind of strange way, a roundabout way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, I've never actually thought of it that way. I've always been so anxious about how um, how people perceive me that I've never actually thought, oh my gosh, it's them who feel like anxious or don't, you know, don't feel comfortable in their body. So thank you for that, Polly. I appreciate that. Well, I think, I think it depends. It depends on the person, right? But I think a lot of the time it is a case of very few people are happy in their bodies, right? Whether you're fat or whether you are, you know, straight sized or anything. There's, there's always someone telling you that you could be better, you know, whether it's the media, whether it's like someone, you know, like a family member or something like that. There's, there's always someone who's that little voice telling you that your body could always be better. So that's kind of the way I've always thought about it. Cause that, that makes me feel better because I'm like, Oh, well that's just their insecurity. Their, their insecurity has absolutely no business coming in to play with me. And, and so that's kind of how I frame it better. I, I don't know if it's true, I guess I'm hoping that's kind of the way, but then also it's also terribly sad, right? Like it's terribly sad that people feel like that all the time so much that they have to comment when they see someone doing something different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always been the fat kid. I think I came out weighing more than everybody else. Um, so I've kind of always had these comments like floating around from, you know, parents, family members, friends, and also like friends' parents, which was great when you're like a seven or eight year old. Um, but I think it does come from like a lifetime of insecurity, doesn't it? And having their parents telling them, oh my gosh, you have to have to go on a diet and you have to eat this and you have to work out that way. Um, it's very like generational, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I, I absolutely agree with that entirely. Um, particularly because of how, I guess, you know, all, um, older generations, and it was, it was at different times, right? Like the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, even the early 2000s was a very different time. And and the whole concept of like body positivity and fat acceptance and, and anything like that didn't exist. You know, it was all a case of how can you look thinner a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when I started my Instagram back in 2016, it wasn't a thing. I remember going into uni and people were like, Oh, you do that on Instagram. That's new. That's strange. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know like trying to like who I am was such a big deal. But um, I feel like it's definitely taken moves in the last few years and the community's definitely grown on social media, which is amazing to see. So hopefully give it another 30 years or so and all of our kids will be loving themselves without all the hassle. Well, that's the hope, right? (laughs) So, I mean, so you've stopped posting on Instagram back at university, but when does it become a thing for you you know like you're I feel like you're pretty well known now you know I see your videos pop up all the time you do some really fantastic stuff on Instagram so when did it sort of turn more from you just posting pictures on Instagram to no I actually have something to say and I'm going to say it oh well thank you very much that's made me go all red so I appreciate that um it so basically in 2019 I had a pretty bad year so my brother passed away and then within a few months my partner and I broke up um, I ended up in hospital I was very unwell um, and when I got out and I started going to therapy I realized that I'd wasted so much time being in my own headspace and thinking blaming myself for everything basically I was thinking oh my brother passed away because I'm like this and I I couldn't help enough and me and my partner broke up because I'm not good enough and 
it was so exhausting kind of hating on myself like that and being a person that could never see any of the good in who they were. Um, and it was just about the time that Instagram reels became a thing. So I just started posting reels called the Fat Girl Help Hotline. And it was a thing that I thought I I needed at the time. So, you know, asking questions, how to do this, how to do that, how to like avoid being a raging fat phobe, all these sort of things. And people related to it, which was really amazing. And, you know, I'm not, I don't really care about how many people follow me. I don't know. I'm not like a numbers person, but um, it's about the community and all these people that comment on my videos and can relate and, you know, say that they've it's helped them. That's kind of what I do it for. And it makes me feel so good that, you know, one little video might be able to help somebody. Yeah. And I think that's a really nice way of doing things. And and your fat girl um, help hotline is how I found you. Um, however, when so actually when I met you at the the bra photo shoot, I was like, oh my god, it's Jess, and I was trying to be really really cool and, and collected, but actually I was like freaking out because I just I love you and everything that you do, and I think it's just it's so genuine and it's so lovely, but I think as well it's just everyone's been there, right? Like if you're fat, you know what it feels like you know how it feels you know all the little comments you get and sometimes you, you just need someone to go hey it's okay don't worry about it yeah absolutely I mean I think there's so much pressure especially in the body positive community to be perfect and to like love who you are and accept every inch and every flaw dimple the lot but I don't think that's realistic at all so when I try and do these videos I think you know, if we can just take one step to accepting who we are, like not necessarily being in love with it, but knowing this is our body <laughs> and um, it's helped us walk and laugh and hug, cry, all of that jazz. Then I think that's a great first step to take, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So would you say you were more body positivity or more sort of body acceptance, body neutrality, that kind of thing? Or does it, does it even matter? I think, I don't know. I definitely started off on the positivity side um, until it got a bit too much and I was putting so much pressure on myself to be this version of myself but I wasn't because I didn't wake up every day and go oh look at my body it's so perfect I'm so happy with myself you know you do have bad days and bad months bad years um, so I think I'm definitely more of the neutrality side because yeah as I said you can't wake up and love yourself every single day no matter who you are no matter what size you are or what you look like it's just not real is it no I, I completely agree but um does it does it ever get difficult to to sort of make your content and your videos and stuff when you're having the bad body days because everyone has them like all the time no matter how you know how much you love yourself how much you love your body you still have the bad days right does it ever start becoming a chore oh absolutely I mean Everybody, I mean, Instagram is a highlight reel, isn't it? Everybody shows the best, mm. the shiny bits, the happy moments. And sometimes when you wake up and you don't feel good and you feel horrible and ugly and uncomfortable in who you are, you don't want to go and post a video telling people to like themselves or be happy with who they are. But I think doing that on those days is really important because other people that are having bad days, they need to know that that's okay and that, if they wake up and they all of a sudden hate the way their arms look in pictures or don't want to go outside that day because they're not feeling their best, that's okay and that those days do exist and that they're not alone in it. Yeah, and I, I guess it's 
it's normalizing it right because i when it when it comes to sort of being fat it's it's still very new this whole community sense of feeling that we have on like instagram and social media and things it's still still like you're saying it's only a few years old and i guess it's just trying to get the the point out there that it's all normal and you're allowed to feel that way while still also feeling okay about yourself i think that's quite hard to get your head around sometimes isn't it like you can feel bad but also feel good at the same time yeah absolutely it's it's a journey isn't it i always say that it's not like accepting yourself loving yourself it's not an end goal and it's not linear it's always going to be up and down um pathways mountainsides all these things because it's never going to be 100 percent easy all the way or it's not going to be a one-way journey it's going to be tricky but I think if you stick at it and you endure those bad days and you recognize them for what they are just a day and they're not going to last forever then it is easier to cope with that you know you're you are who you are and you can accept that I think yeah for sure how how do you navigate through through bad days how do you you know you've woken up and you're just you're feeling a bit there about your body How how do you sort of get through that to the other side I think it is an ever-changing routine. I haven't nailed it yet. Um, I think, especially, I'm going to bring my dog back into it now. I apologise. <laughs> um, but since getting my dog, I've had to go out every day. I've had to give my walk. I've had to show my face at the park, on the high street, all these things. Whereas before, I could go weeks, maybe even months without leaving the house because I was scared of people seeing me. Um, but now I don't have a choice because I have this tiny little yappy creature that needs to go out and see his friends and have a runabout. Um, and I think that definitely helps the, um, the whole side of pushing myself to get out there because when I would have a bad day before, as I said, like I just wouldn't go out and I'd hide away and it would make me feel worse because I'd, you know, I'd resort to sitting in a little hovel in my bedroom, (laughs) not doing anything, feeling sorry for myself. But now I can get out there, I can move about, I can walk across the field, feel the like, air in my face, talk to some little dog owners, stroke some cute dogs. And I think just getting out there, regardless of how you feel, if you can, is a really good first step to take. Um, for me, anyway, I know that it will change from person to person. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I felt the same when I got my dog. Suddenly I had to leave the house. And I, I've been working from home since before the pandemic so like i i'm very well acquainted with like the pajama gremlin that i turn into uh sometimes and then i often i don't know if you because i know you work from home as well i don't know if you find that sometimes that can affect things as well because if i'm just like looking a bit i've gone a bit comfy today like i've put leggings on and a big jumper and i've just put my hair up in like a really messy bun and that can often make me feel a bit uh, like less positive about myself and and my body, I I start feeling a bit slobby and like going, oh gosh, I look awful, and then that really feels into my mood. Do you ever get that as well? Oh, absolutely, all the time. I mean, as you say, yeah, I work from home, um, and it makes the day. I go into the office once a week, and it makes that office day so much harder sometimes because I work with like an amazing bunch of people but they're all very much straight sized they're mm. beautiful they're able to wear the fashion that I'm not able to and you do go in and sometimes you think oh my gosh I feel like I'm in a school uniform and I'm frumpy I'm dressing like a 57 year old um and it makes you feel awful but um I think 
I don't know, the way around it is just to accept that it's not your fault if you feel frumpy. It is the fashion industry. Um, and that the people that you're working with, the people that you're hanging around with, they don't see you that way. They just see you as, you know, the person that makes them laugh or makes them smile or helps them out in a tough situation. And that always helps me through the day because oh, I'm a great laugh at work. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are. No, I, I like what you said about the the fashion industry because like I I totally agree with that and that's kind of one of the things that we're talking about on this podcast as a whole and just how the va- the fashion industry really victimizes people essentially I know that sounds very dramatic but it is kind of true and and it's like you say how you feel frumpy or how you feel different to your your straight side colleagues or your straight side friends and it really starts driving a wedge between you and someone who isn't fat that really just has no business being there right oh absolutely because the thing is is that they're never going to fully understand as much as they can sympathize 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 with you they're never going to fully understand what it's like to walk into a shop and then not sell your size or have a dedicated dark dusty corner in the corner in a shop um full of like old out of date clothes that you know your grandma wouldn't even wear it's it's just so difficult especially with the fashion industry and they it's almost like they're penalizing you for being a fat person they don't want you in their clothes they don't want you in their shops it just sucks doesn't it Mm. it does feel a lot of the time that they just can't stand the thought of a fat person even existing in the same space as their brand in their clothes that sort of thing mm-hmm. and it does it, it does get you down sometimes and the amount of times I've seen things you know people wearing certain outfits or like on Instagram I'll see people in like these really nice outfits and then I go and look and it's like oh yeah maximum size 16 I'll get that over like one thigh maybe um, it can it can get you down in that respect as well yeah absolutely I, I don't think I've gone shopping in public since I was probably 13 um, and if I have, it's looking at jewellery or sunglasses while my friends actually shop for clothes, which it gets pretty boring after a while doing all that. And as you say, you know, they got to a size 16 and that's not going to fit me. I'm a size 24. I need some space. I need some big clothes. I need some elastic. Um, and they just don't cater to people like that, which is just so irritating and so old fashioned. Tired of it. Mm-hmm. Think of all the money that they would make if they would just let me buy their clothes. It, just me personally, like, never mind all the other fat people out there, but just, just me personally, I would give them so much of my money, and yet here we are. Well, how, how did you find sort of your, your style then? Like, what, how, how did you sort of go about navigating clothes just in general, being a size 24 in a world that does not cater for anyone over a size 16, size 18? Well, do you know what the sad thing is, is that I don't think I have a style and that is purely because plus size sections are always six, seven, eight months behind the trends and behind what's actually going on in the world at the minute. Um, I just, I shop on places like ASOS and Boohoo and places like that that aren't, sustain, aren't sustainable because sustainability rarely exists in the plus size, plus size world. And you just kind of have to buy what you can buy, really, and hope that you can pull together some sort of outfit with it. Um, I'd do anything to be able to walk into a shop or go online and see an up-to-date, fashionable selection of clothes that 
match the outfits that my straight-sized friends are wearing, but it just doesn't exist, which is just so tiring, so annoying. It, it is tiring, and I think that's the right word for it, because you almost have to put in so much more effort than everyone else to just try and find clothes that are nice and not a bit weird. Um, you know, they don't have, like, the cold shoulders or the weird frills everywhere or the, the butterflies. I know there's that there's a TikTok thing at the moment that I'm really enjoying, the everything plus size needs a little bit of pizzazz and it's just so true because they just can't seem to make a normal t-shirt i know it's always the um the sequins or the french phrases you know j'adore paris and stuff and it's like i don't love paris leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> no it does it does get irritating and i think yeah i mean it's just one of those things that you kind of just have to deal with and i think as as people who are fat you, you just kind of you forget that it's a problem and you just deal with it and actually when you step back and think about the issues you have finding clothes you go hang on a minute that can't be right what do you mean what do you mean I have to trawl through websites just trying to find one nice thing that that can't be right but then in your just everyday life you're just so normalized to it mm, absolutely I think if I'm going to you know dinner or going out to an event or something like that the panic that strikes me at the thought of either A, having to look through my wardrobe to find something current or B, having to, you know, venture onto the online shops. Just, oh, it's the worst because there's nothing out there. And it happens to me weekly the night before I have to go into the office. I stand in front of my wardrobe and I'm like, right, I wore that last week. This isn't like a nice thing to wear anymore. This isn't weather appropriate. And then you think, oh, I know, I'll just check online quickly and see if I can get anything delivered. And there's nothing. As you say, it's all cold shoulders or like sequins or glitter. Um, there's just, it feels sometimes like there's no hope, which is quite disappointing. And it can, it can be really, it can really feel into you, like what we were saying before about sort of the body acceptance and things like that. It can really harm your mood when it comes to that, because if you're, you know, you have your body and it, it is what it is. But if you can't find clothes that are nice, clothes that fit you really nicely or clothes you feel confident in, then how are you supposed to feel better about your body when you're just you just feel so uncomfortable in, in every sense of the word? Right. Oh, absolutely. I think so much confidence comes from what you're wearing. I mean, you can be confident sitting in a pair of underwear or not wearing anything. That's fine. But when it comes to venturing into the public and you have to you have to wear clothes because you know you can't walk out without any clothes on um it's not quite accepted yet um it's just so difficult because if you're not wearing something you feel comfortable in or something that's out of your comfort zone it just ruins the day for you um or at least for me it does because you're con constantly aware of how you look and how others might be perceiving you you're trying to figure out what they're thinking if they're judging you um and it's it's so exhausting having to do that every single day um but sometimes you feel like there's not a way out of it because all of these clothes companies they're not trying to change they're not trying to cater to bigger bodies they're trawling out the same thing after thing which is a shame yeah it is a shame and it is one of the things that i do like about snag obviously not to sound like an absolute shameless plug <laughs> um, even even before I worked for Snag, I think just the the attitude that they have towards clothes and actually getting things to fit people, and the the confidence um, giving sort of nature of clothes, I think is is just really important. And I wish other companies would do the same because 
like you say, it would just it would just change everything, wouldn't it? It would change everything if suddenly you could just buy anything you want, buy any clothes you want, and know that you're gonna put it on, it's gonna fit you, it's gonna make you feel great, and therefore you're gonna feel great about your body. Oh, absolutely. That just that's so far from reality now that it's genuinely it sounds like a dream to me. Yeah, and it's ridiculous that it is a dream, right? Like that we're we're daydreaming about clothes that fit nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Like all the things to daydream about, you know, I just, I want a nice t-shirt and a pair of jeans that I can buy from the shop on the high street for not a terrible amount of money and then take them home and put them on and everything will be fine. I know, I can't even imagine walking down to the high street and popping into a shop and not having like the sales assistants look at me as if to say, oh, you don't belong here, there's nothing here for you. Uh, and actually picking up something that fits and going home and wearing it. It's just not a reality that we live in, which is, it, it almost feels dystopian that, you know, there's a there's a whole group of people that can't go into the shops because they don't want them in there. It's ridiculous. And it's just, it's for, for nothing as well, right? It's just because our bodies happen to be a little bit bigger than everyone else's. Our, our sack of meat happens to... <laughs> be bigger than someone else's sack of meat and therefore I can't wear your dress it's so silly when you think about it that way it is and people make such a big deal of it and by people I mean you know the fashion gods and like the CEO monsters they make such a big deal of bigger bodies existing and them not wanting to associate themselves with us when as you say in reality we're literally a sack of skin that holds a few bones on a rock that's spinning through space. Like, it's so not a big deal and you're making it such a thing that it doesn't need to be. You know, everybody could be quite happy and, you know, live in harmony if you could just cater to everybody. And I do mean, like, everybody. <laughs> it's just, yeah. oh, it irritates me. No, I, I'm exactly the same. I just, I have so many rants to anyone who'll listen <laughs> just about how ridiculously unfair everything is and how if I was in charge it would all be different <laughs> it's, oh, it's just one of those things isn't it that you just but but we just have to live with it because that's the way it is and I mean will it change anytime do you think do you think there's the possibility for change oh, it's one of those open-ended questions where I think I hope it will change and you can see even in maybe like the last 10 years there have been steps towards inclusivity but nowhere near enough steps for it to make a change worth shouting about um i'd love to say that in you know 15 years i'll be able to walk into a shop and i'll feel comfortable in there i won't feel like i'm some you know gluttonous monster that shouldn't shouldn't be on there like sacred grounds um but i just don't know I don't know. And that's such a shame to have to say that. And it's been seen all throughout history as well, which is even worse. There's always been this prejudice against people of a bigger size or people of whatever size wasn't trending in that era. It's just never changed. And it's so disappointing that in 2023, it's still happening. I just don't understand it. find yourself getting a lot of negativity on your uh, Instagram account and, and when you do your videos is that something that, that you still get? So I made the marvellous choice about two years ago of only letting my followers comment on my posts um, and it didn't it kind of brought down my like engagement quite a lot which 
you know people didn't really like but it helped my mental health so much because I wasn't getting these like profile pictureless men telling me you know what I looked good in and what they wanted to either do with me or do to me and all this horrible stuff about you know I I won't live past 30 or I don't deserve the space I take up and all this stuff it's so detrimental on your mental health so the day I turned it off and the day those comments stopped coming in was such a good day (laughs) I mean I, I feel like that's that's quite rare to hear someone doing that. I feel, you know, it's all about the numbers, isn't it? Instagram, it, it, or at least it feels that way, whether you buy into that or not is, is your own thing. But, mm. you know, I've to turn comments off is so simple, but just so genius. Cause why should you let other people say what they think about you? Why, what, you know, especially other people that do not matter in the slightest. Yeah, absolutely. It was all these, you know, it's people that don't know you, they, and they think they know your medical history just by glancing at you. They see that you've got like a thicker waist or you've got big hips. They're like, oh my gosh, she's unhealthy. She's going to die soon. And they take it on themselves to let you know that. And it's so unnecessary and it's so tiring. And, you know, after the 50th, 60th message, I kind of just went, right, that's enough of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you away now. Um, and... I, I recommend it for anybody else who's putting themselves out there on social media and is receiving these comments. You know, if if you want to, you can mute them, you can shut them up. And, you know, they don't kind of flood to your DMs and they kind of learn their lesson for that, for that specific person. Like, okay, I can't do it anymore. I'll go away. Um, and it's worked for me for the last two years. So I'll keep on doing it. And how do you find your community now? Oh, it's so lovely. I love everybody on my little Instagram. Um, you know, I've formed so many relationships and there's people that I've met through Instagram and, you know, I can talk to about anything. And it's all because of that one thing we have in common, you know, trying to accept ourselves. And I think that's great. I think, you know, now when I post a picture, I can, I'm rest assured that, I'm not going to have some horrible faceless person in there telling me, you know, what I deserve and all this sort of stuff. I'm going to have people who can relate to me telling me that, you know, oh my gosh, your skirt's really cute or I love this or, oh, I understand this. And that's just so much better. (laughs) It's so much nicer to have people Mm. because I don't know about you, but in my like friendship group, in my work life, all of that, I am the only fat person. Um, Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, you know, I love my friends to bits, but they can't relate to that. And I'll never be able to relate to that. So having this community that I can turn to online that does understand and that I can make like the fat jokes with that would make other people uncomfortable. It's, it's so good. It's so great being able to have someone there that I can go, Oh my God, I'm sick of like my thighs chafing or all this sort of stuff. And they're not going, Oh, but no, you're not fat. You're beautiful. You know? Oh, don't I hate that phrase. (laughs) I know it makes me sick. (laughs) But, um, but no, I, I, I love the, the, the fat jokes thing because that is so true, you know, especially I, I'm quite self-deprecating as well in my humour, <laughs> like in just in general. And you just you do sometimes want to make a joke about it, about like your your wiggly arms or or something like that. And, and everyone around you just wouldn't get it. So would think you're being mean to yourself. But actually, it's just it's just having a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not trying to make anyone uncomfortable. I'm just I'm just trying to make you laugh. And instead, they're like, oh, no, don't say that about yourself. But they never know how to react because they don't want to offend you because they think that being fat is automatically something that causes offence. And I think that's built into their minds. It's not something they've actively chosen to think. 
But um, yeah, it's something we've talked about a lot. The idea of just fat being the absolute worst thing you can be, mm-hmm. um, and it just you can't even call yourself fat because you're not fat because fat's terrible. Like fat's evil. Like fat is a very specific thing, whereas actually it's just it's just fat. Yeah, it's a describing word. You've got all these other words: curvy, chubby. You know, but no, at the end of the day, I'm not curvy, I'm not chubby, I'm like, I'm a fat woman. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not being mean to myself by saying that. I'm just describing what I am. It's, you know, there's no bad, no bad feelings towards it, at least when I say it. Yeah, and I think taking, kind of taking the word back also ties into the idea of sort of, you know, body neutrality and body acceptance. Like, if if you can just accept yourself as fat and just you know as a purely as a description and take away those negative feelings and negative thoughts then it it can help you just be so so much happier when you start considering your body rather than oh I'm fat which is terrible I'm horrible I'm disgusting because I'm fat and if you just take all that away it just it changes your mindset I think yeah absolutely I think especially I think we grew up in a world where fat was such a cruel world word and it was held as like across the playground I remember on my 10th birthday, a boy in my class said something to me in Polish and I I smiled at him and I was like, oh, thank you. I thought he was saying happy birthday. And his friend came up to me afterwards and he was like, actually, he just called you a fat pig. And I remember thinking that's the most hurtful thing anyone's ever said to me. And now looking back, I mean, he, he probably did say it with malicious intent because that was just the sort of person he was. But I mean, I am fat, and there's, there's not wrong with that. Like, I feel like if everybody could just build a bridge and get over it, then we could all live so much more peacefully, and no one would be upset, and it would all just be a lovely little candy world. Well, I mean, I mean, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I've just, I've absolutely loved uh, our chat, um, and hopefully, uh, everyone else will will love it as well. Um, is there? Be, being obviously who you are as sort of a, an advocate is there anything that you would like people to know like is there sort of if someone's feeling a bit down about themselves if someone hates their body or looking in the mirror and not feeling feeling great is is there anything that you you would like to say to them like right now I love to let all you all you listeners know that you're not bad the way you think you are your body's allowed you to like inhale all these lovely smells see wonderful sunsets, hug the people you love, laugh, cry, dance, jump. And I think regardless of what size it is, what way it looks, that's amazing. (laughs) So, you know, you're not bad. The body you're in isn't bad. It's a sack of skin. And, you know, regardless of how you feel, you're going to survive. No, that's perfect. And I, I think that's just absolutely brilliant. Um, so thank you for that and and if people want to find you and learn more about you where where can they go oh here's the thing my instagram handle is the worst thing to call out it's an absolute nightmare but you can find me on instagram at je.sssicas um i obviously wasn't thinking when i made it i just wanted to seem cool with the full stop and it's come back to bite me more times than i can count but there we go (laughs) amazing well thank you so much jess for joining me honestly it's been fantastic to talk to you we hope you enjoyed this episode of victims of fashion if you want to hear more about snag you can head on over to our website snagtights.com where you can also find our online mag victims of fashion or you can find us on instagram and facebook which is at snag tights
Tune in again next week for even more fantastic discussion from amazing guests on hard-hitting topics that we need to talk about. This podcast was produced by Snag Tights and our podcast music was provided by the podcast host and Elite the podcast maker app. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.